This podcast was created on Wurundjeri land. It contains discussion about adult topics. Adults can use their judgment if they want young people to listen. Welcome to Doing It. This is a podcast made by Sexual Health Victoria. We run a whole lot of education programs for communities and medical professionals across Victoria. We also run sexual health clinics in the city and Box Hill in Melbourne. My name is Anne. I'm part of the Sexual Health Victoria schools and community team. We run the Everybody Education Program for all year levels on bodies, growing up, puberty, sex, reproduction, relationships. This podcast is for parents and carers of school age children so we can share what goes on in a relationships and sexuality education class and help support these sorts of conversations at home. Today I'm going to be talking with Anita Brown Major. Anita is an occupational therapist who is the founder of Thrive Rehab and has expertise in bodies and their sexual functioning. Anita is also the creator of an educational tool called Clitorate. This is a 3D model of the vulva which can be disassembled to reveal the clitoris in situ, a valuable resource to help anyone understand or explain sexual function. Anita has a wealth of knowledge about sexual and reproductive anatomy and function, and in this interview, we're going to talk about the sexual response cycle. Essentially, this explains what makes sex pleasurable. This is something that is so often left out of sexuality education, and it was most likely not formally taught to anyone who is now a parent or a carer. We know that young people have questions about this, so let's hear a little more about how sex works. Anita Brownmajor, thank you so much for speaking with me about the sexual response cycle. Thank you for having me. So in your experience, what does the average person understand about the reproductive anatomy and the sexual response cycle? Um, my experience is that the majority of us have never been taught this at all, full stop. So I teach health professionals and I assume a baseline knowledge of nothing, really, that we know the reproductive side, uh, but not the sexual response side. So... My experience is it's okay that we don't know this because actually your health professionals, your doctors, your physios, your OTs don't know this either. And it's not taught in schools and people might not even understand their own anatomy and body parts. No, the majority of people don't understand that and understanding is power and, and knowledge of that understanding of the systems just makes everything so much simpler. What body parts and systems are involved when people do sexual things? So basically what we, the two biggest sex organs in, in your body are your brain and your skin. It's actually not your genitals, um, which is often what people think. So your brain uh, uh, is really important in, uh, in the sexual response system and your skin is even more important as well. So touch is, is really important in that concept. And the body systems involved are everything that the brain controls. So it's the uh, cardiovascular system, the endocrine system, the nervous system. So someone can be stimulated from thinking thoughts or touch. Yeah. So basically there's two ways. There's the um, psychogenic uh, way. So I think or see or smell or hear. Um, my brain recognises a sexual response, um, stimulus as such and then that gets sent down your spinal cord to your genitals or you can be touched on your genitals and that has a reflexgenic arch. So that basically is where the, um, the body, if you're touched on the penis or the vulva, sends a message to your spinal cord system and that says, okay, 
kick into gear. So that's when you have uh, increased nerves um, to the genitals and increased blood flow to the genitals, which causes erection and engorgement of the various organs. Okay. When you say sexual response cycle, how does it differ depending on a person's anatomy? It doesn't really differ. So the sexual response cycle was was really discovered in the sort of 1960s um, as such. And the sexual response cycle involves um, this arousal period, so where you're um, getting excited, so your, your blood pressure increases, your muscle tension increases, um, you know, everything starts to get a bit tingly, all these things are, are moving through your body. Um, and then you have a plateau stage, which is just before orgasm, um, which is where everything is very heightened. And then it, um, some people then will orgasm and then have a resolution. We know the differences between people born with penises and vulvas is through these studies is that someone with a penis will go through this arousal um, system, so muscles tightening, excitement, increased rhythmic contractions, plateau, orgasm, and then resolution. And that's the period. Resolution is a period of time for those with a penis um, that can't get re-excited again or can't get another erection. What the discovery around the sexual response system um, for people with vulvas is that you go through the same excitement phase. So you go through um, arousal, which is, again, increased heart rate. Um, in, you know, nerves are, are stimulated, blood flow is flying into your clitoris and the clitoris will engorge and, and get larger. The bulbs behind the vulva will get larger. Um, and that takes about sort of often 20 to 30 minutes. So just knowing that, you know, that arousal time takes time. And then those which are vulva owners can basically have two ways of um, to go from there. So you can get to a plateau stage. So again, really heightened, and then you can orgasm and then come back into a heightened state. And those with vulvas can actually have multiple orgasms. And it's often, that's often what's not known. Um, and, um, or that they can just get to the excitement stage and then plateau and then drop off uh, after that. The interesting stuff as, a, as an occupational therapist is I've often talked to people about that we use this process um, with understanding. So I had someone who'd had a stroke and, um, and I work a lot with people with cerebral palsy which have increased tone. And when you're having a sexual response system, your tone can increase so your arms can, um, your muscles can tension up. When you have an orgasm, um, then that tone or the muscles relax afterwards. And if you don't have an orgasm, then that tone can stick around or the, the tension can stick around. So lots of folk that I work with will use this uh, sex as a way of pain management, you know, of, of, of or looking at ways of, you know, of helping and understanding their body of what, what works and what doesn't work. Um, so it's really... So does that mean that time of plateau is a tension of them of all the muscles? Yeah, yeah. So if you uh, again, it's the plateau is just before orgasm, but it's basically if you think about your own body and how it responds during sexual response cycle, is it it's a it's a build up of muscle tension, it's a build up of heart rate, it's a you know it's almost like it's 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 coming to crescendo really as such, and um, the plateau is just only a couple of seconds, and it's just before. Um, an orgasm um, and not everyone orgasms um, as such but interestingly orgasms are a very much of a, a concept of when we've when they've done research they've asked males or penis owners and vulvas owners and females to to write down what their experience of orgasms are and they're very similar 
in terms of you can't differentiate when someone describes what's going on. And we often think in the general public is, oh, they're different. Um, but when people describe these experiences on paper, um, they're often very similar. It's just vulva owners can actually have multiple orgasms. And I was talking to a doctor the other day who'd come to one of my presentations and she worked with someone who had um, a drive vulva post-menopause. We talked about the understanding the sexual response cycle and she came back and the doctor explained, this is the process of your body. Um, maybe if you engage in um, activities that mean that you, you might be pleasured first, then you can orgasm and uh, then the um, the partner can then, you know, you can re-engage with, you know, actual penis vagina sex after that. And the, the client came back or the patient came back and said, oh, it really worked. So mm. I have a dry vagina, but my partner pleasured me first. Um, and we know that only 30% of people with vulvas will orgasm with penis vagina sex alone. It's a very small minority and it's just understanding the anatomy and how it sits. Um, so understanding that um, vulva owners can ha have multiple orgasms can change your sexual script. So it might be that you get pleasured first, that increases um, you know, arousal, and then you can engage in partnered sex um, of penis vagina sex and then you know everyone's happy. One of the biggest aha moments in this whole process of understanding the sexual response cycle is that it, you, the, the cycle happens without your consent really. It will happen because it's the way our bodies are made up. So you might be watching something that your body says is arousing but you don't actually think that or you might be touched particularly on the genitals um, and that might be during a non-consensual act. So if you're touched on your genitals, that sends a message to your spinal cord, it comes back and you'll start getting wet or you'll get an erection. So what we, it's what we call as sexual non-concordance and it's probably my biggest aha moment for clients because during any sort of sexual assault, um, you can actually experience these feelings which we would typically associate with pleasure. Mm, of arousal and or arousal orgasm. or orgasm so and people with sexual who've had sexual assaults couldn't experience orgasms um and it's not consensual so or some a partner might be going you might be saying no i'm not i'm not into this and the partner goes but i can see that you're wet um you you're you've got lubrication it's like there's no way of telling whether someone is consenting to an act with allows other than asking looking at their facial clues and and, and actually uh, understanding that so the sexual non-concordance which is that ability to understand that if you're touched on the genitals, you will get a sexual response um, and it doesn't have to be consensual. And that mm. can even be if you're from a medical profession um, catheterizing someone, either a vulva owner or a penis owner, if you're touched on the genitals, you might get an erection. And it's really important to tell um, people that and understand that so that you're not embarrassed. Mm. That, oh my gosh, I, I'm not attracted to you, but I've got this erection. Mm. It's a normal body it's response. It's a normal body response on and how our bodies work is that sexual non-concordance. What would you want young people to learn about their own bodies or the bodies of their potential sexual partners? I would really really love young people to understand diversity of bodies so we in Victoria there is still a law that show, means that we can't show different vulvas in media um, so that means that vulvas are airbrushed and everyone and it's not even in medical textbooks uh, that vulvas are different but we know that all vulvas uh, are as diverse as faces and as unique as fingerprints 
it's more often not that vulva, that the inner labias, so the lips as such, if the young people are talking about it, um, protrude. It's more often or not that they're asymmetrical. The inner labias are really important as the sexual response system. They have erectile tissue in them. In them. Very easy to look at different images and goes, mine don't look like that. Whereas we, it's because we're actually not allowed to look at different vulvas. Um, and it's, I think it's really important to understand, like we can understand the penis, we can see it, it's hanging there, um, but we don't understand what the clitoris looks like. So that's certainly why we've made the clitoris model because it actually shows the inner workings and how the clitoris wraps around the urethra and the vagina and how that all interplays. So the, the clitoris is like an iceberg. Often we're taught, even in, in, in schools now, now that it's a small round knob it's not so we would love people to look up and understand anatomy and physiology if you understand the basics of how your body works then you can understand how pleasure works and you know and also understand you know how maybe assault also has interactions with your body um, and you can reclaim that pleasure I think is really important as well so I'd really love for our young folk um, to teach probably some of us older folks about a body anatomy because we just mm. haven't been taught that. Mm. Yeah, so true. Thank you so much to Anita Brown-Major for talking us through the sexual response cycle. I'm just going to pull out a few things that stuck out from that conversation for me. A person can become sexually aroused through thinking thoughts or touch, so brain or skin. Orgasm can release muscle tension and could be a pain management strategy for people with some muscle conditions. Touch or thoughts can trigger the sexual response cycle even without the consent to the sexual stimulus. Understanding anatomy can help young people understand their own bodies and those of their potential sexual partners. For more information about Sexual Health Victoria, you can go to shvic.org.au. Episode 14 of this podcast is all about the clitoris. I recommend going back and having a listen to that. You can find out more about Anita at Thrive Rehab. I will link to that in the episode notes. Uh, She also does online orders for the clitoris model. Sexual Health Victoria have sexual and reproductive anatomy illustrations freely available for educational use. For some extra reading about the sexual response cycle, I would recommend Emily Nagoski's book, Come As You Are. You can follow Sexual Health Victoria on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook or LinkedIn. Contact us directly at doingit at shvic.org.au. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out. And thank you so much for listening.